BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tribune Audio Network. You're the mom, the maid, the keeper of the cookies. You do it all and you look good doing it. It's parenthood on a mother level. Powered by the Quad City Moms blog, here's your host, Denise Hanitka. Hey, this is On a Mother Level. I'm Denise Hanitka. I hate starting podcasts. I hate it. I hate it because my guest is sitting across from me doing his little giggle. <laughs> and even more so this week because today's guest is my buddy Rob Gimme. Hello. Hereby known <laughs> as Gimme. Yep. I will not call you Rob the rest of the time. That's good. <laughs> Listen to how rich your voice is. My <laughs> word. I know. I'm not used to this side of it. Yeah, all the ladies on the uh, driving around in their Toyota Highlanders are. That's right. Gonna wonder who this mystery voice man is. <laughs> you can stop by and see me anytime. Well, we have a lot to talk about today, and to be honest right. with you, Gimme, I'm really fired up today. I'm really fired up. And I've got a lot to talk about, and you're the perfect person to talk about it with because we are living dual lives in some sense because you have two boys, mm-hmm. but they are old men now. Well, they're men. I have two boys, one who looks like an old man <laughs> due to his uh, lack of hair <laughs> and face. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get into all the stuff. Um, I think people should know, first of all, that you don't even know how to listen to a podcast. So that's where you're at on this technology. Yes, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I have I have both the boys that we'll be talking about here will have to show me how to listen to said podcast later on. I know there's an app on my phone. Yeah, there sure is. And I know there you can probably search. And yeah. that's the extent of my podcast knowledge. Okay, where well you're going to get all kinds of up to speed. You got to remember the car that I'm driving now is the first one I've had with power windows. So <laughs> Did you need a little I'm, tutorial on those that's two? That's right. For a now minute. you're saying I just pressed I just push the button and it goes that seems but How do I make it stop? Yeah. <laughs> how do I signal to somebody else that I want them to turn their window down? <laughs> Because you can't make the cranking. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't make the cranking. Oh, wow. There's a whole generation of, of people that will not understand what the... Nobody can see me yeah. right now, but I'm cranking my fist. Yeah. They will have oh. no idea what that means. And that makes me sad. That's a tragedy. It is. All right. That's something <laughs> i got to teach my boys. Yeah. Hey. Hey, this is how you roll a window down. <laughs> if yeah. ever you ride with Uncle Gimme. <laughs> Grab the crank. Okay, gimme. So the first thing that we do on our quote-unquote podcast is we talk about our wins and our fails from the week. And you're really going to love mine. I know you're going to love mine. (laughs) So I'm going to start with my fail. Ready for this? I'm very ready. I gave my husband food poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I gave him food poisoning. Here's what happened. Okay. (laughs) So I always make dinner. You know, the day earlier in the day so that when he comes home at night, it's all ready to go and he can just pop stuff in the microwave. So on this particular day, I made um, some like chicken breasts for Abram and then I made some chicken wings for Turner because it's very hard to like give a toddler chicken wings, you know? 
Although so, it's very fun to watch. It is kind of fun. Yeah, they kind of get a little like chipmunk yeah. thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I made Turner the wings and I made Abram the chicken breasts and everybody ate all of their chicken. And the next day I went to a workout class and when I came home, Turner informed me that there was a whole projectile situation <laughs> and he was unwell. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I was like, oh no, what, what happened? He was like, I think it was those chicken wings. And I was like, what, why? Like what, what he, or no, he said, he said something like, what, what was the expiration date on those? <laughs> and I was like, no, they were frozen. Like they were immediately put in the freezer. Yeah. I got them from Costco. Like I knew the wings were fine. And then he goes, well, they were really pretty bloody. Well, you could have <sighs> stopped eating them at some point. Thank you for saying that. Man. Thank you for <laughs> saying that because it is one thing for me to make a salmonella wing. It's another thing for you to eat it. Well, and here's the thing. like, It's not like it was one huge wing. No. I'm assuming they were probably about 10. Yes. And after maybe the first or second, maybe third bloody one, you could maybe be like, hmm, mm. wonder if I should put these in the microwave for a minute. Just give them a zap. Uh, I don't know. There's a fireplace in your house, I know. You could just hold them close to that for a few I minutes. I mean, even tossing it around in a skillet would have worked. It would have been unconventional. Probably. But it could have been done. Yeah. I mean, you didn't leave <sighs> beaks or feathers on them, did you? Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, again, the blood should have been a decent indicator to yes. Turner. And everybody should know that I actually love Turner to death. I called him a Neanderthal <laughs> man. But I love Turner to death, but I can see him powering through a bunch of wings and being like, eh, I'm sure this will come out and okay. These are, you know. And I'm sure it came out. <laughs> They're bright okay. red as a raspberry, but yeah. I love the garlic sauce. God. <laughs> so, yeah, I made bad wings, but he ate the bad wings. And yeah. that was a choice. That was a choice on his part. <laughs> that was a choice. You could always put the wings down and mm -hmm. get cereal. Yeah. There's 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 other stuff in the kitchen. There was plenty. There's plenty. Thank you. Okay. So that <laughs> so you're saying that actually wasn't my fault. Well, I'm not gonna go quite <laughs> I don't want to go that far. I'm not okay. Go that far. I'm just honestly I'm so relieved that I made this alternate dinner for my child because yeah, yeah. there's nothing worse than a sick child. Mm -mm. No. Nothing. It, I've been through it. I don't want to go through it again. I'm just glad that, you know, my kids are old enough now that when they're sick, I'm like, toughen up or, yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have any fails related to medical emergencies in I your home? I don't know that if it's a fail. Okay. But it's relatively funny because it gives my kids a perfect opportunity to make fun of me. Okay. Which I think might be one of their favorite things. Other than disobeying everything I ever tell them to do. Absolutely. Um, a few weeks, well, it was about a week, or, I can't remember, it, it was recently. And I got home from, from work, and it was still light out. Went inside, I made my own dinner, which I cooked thoroughly. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a Ignoring dirty Ignoring that. Um, I made my own dinner, everything was fine. I went outside um, at one point to, I don't know, check on something, maybe get the mail. And right by where... My driveway and my and my front sidewalk are, are perpendicular to each other, so it's okay. all just grass right there. And right by where we park our cars, both my kids have their own cars, so we have three cars in the driveway. Right by where we park our cars, there was this, I swear it was a skunk. There was a mass of something. Oh. It was black. It was dark out at this point. Yeah. And I saw it move, and I swear I could hear something. Ew. And I am 
this is where I'm going to defer back to Turner and get him back on my good side. I'm nowhere near the man that he is. So mm -hmm. I ran in the house, frightened <laughs> to death. Well, mostly because if I remember right, it was a Sunday night. And I was like, what's the worst that could happen? I get sprayed by a scum. But then, you know, I don't know the remedies. What is it? The, the tomato juice yeah, the or tomato the juice. whatever. But that's for like a dog. Can but you do yeah, that for I don't, people? I don't know. Okay. I don't know any of these things. I mean, I've been walking around on this earth for 44 years. I don't know how to yeah. get skunk smell out. So I was, it, it fright, I was, I could, I wasn't going to deal with it. Certainly. Well, my bigger concern was that the boys were supposed to be coming home from work at about the same time. Um, and I, you know, they don't really pay attention to a whole lot around them because their noses are in their screens most of the time. Right. So I text them both and I said, huge alert. I think there's a skunk in the front yard. I think it might even be hurt or something because I can't get close enough to it. I checked a couple more times, and it moved a couple more times. This I would swear. have been a great time to do an Instagram story, so we it could have all followed it, along. But it was dark, and, and again, <laughs> I barely understand how to use Instagram. True. With the pod. Anyway, um, so I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I can't pay attention to anything. I'm so nervous about, you know, they're going to come home, and they're going to get sprayed. And then what do I do with them? I mean, I could hose them off in the yard. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I didn't know what to do. It was Sunday night. I didn't, you know, I just didn't know what to do. And, you know, sure enough, they come home and I can see them through the front window. And I see, you know, both their cars and they, and they shut off. And then, you know, I told them, I said, just walk around the garage and go around the backside of the house and come in. Well, they, it had been a while. It had been way too long. So I, I just, I finally go out there and I can see that they're both standing there. And I'm like, what are you guys? And I freak out and I fling open the door and I'm screaming. You know, because there's a skunk that I was worried about right. them startling, so I decided to scream and act like an idiot. <laughs> and I said, what are, guys what, what, are, what are you guys doing? I told you. Da, da, da. And Kale, my youngest, goes and picks it up <gasps> and holds it up, and it's a branch with leaves on it. What? It was just a small <laughs> branch with leaves on it that was sitting and <laughs> that I was terrified of. <laughs> I was terrified of a branch with leaves on it for about an hour and a half. That they were going to get sprayed by said branch with leaves. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and they just had what the, in the world? They had the best time. Well, I don't see so good at night, <laughs> <clears throat> but they had the best time. <laughs> they just had the best time because then the next uh, the next night when they came home, um, you know, they said, "Dad, be careful! I think there's a snake out in the air. It was a stick." Yeah. yeah, they haven't let it go yet. They, oh yeah, you know, anything they can do to pick on Rightfully the old man. Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah, they just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> and I still, you know. You big dummy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, all my concern and all my angst and all my worry was over yard work that I should have done anyways. Yeah. So the, the lesson <laughs> here is pick up your yard debris. Yes. Otherwise, you'll think it's wild animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if now is an opportunity for you to really learn about the precautions regarding <laughs> skunks so that maybe you don't panic so much. Go and get one, one of those industrial-sized cans of the tomato juice, so then <laughs> there won't be such a panic. I just, it was one of those things. Better safe than sorry. Uh, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Okay, so my win for the week, I think you're also going to enjoy number one. I somehow talked Turner into going to like a 1920s party with me on Saturday. What? Yes. It's called like something about like decadence, uh, decadence on division. It's for the Putnam Museum. Okay. okay. And so it's like a Great Gatsby 1920s like prohibition gala thing. Mm -hmm. And so I thought for sure, like he's just going to be absolutely furious with me. He's not going to want to <laughs> do this. So I was like, hey, like, so, and this was like in the neighborhood of the time that I gave him the food poisoning. So I already was like coming at him from a deficit. 
So I was like, hey, like I was going to wait until you felt better when I asked you about this. But, you know, like I do want to go to this thing on Saturday. And he was like, would I have to wear some kind of a hat? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we'll get you a hat, buddy. He's like, OK, I think I'd like to go. So I'm in charge of finding him a 1920s style hat. OK. Um, but he's actually going to go with me. And what's very exciting is he's going to wear some like boring old hat. But... <laughs> I actually have my friend Stephanie from Simply Stephanie Style, shout out, helping me pick out my 1920s whole outfit okay. extravaganza. So I'm doing like a black dress with this like beaded cape thing that she found. Okay. She found like some vintage jewelry for me. She found a headpiece. I mean, she is a pro. This is her job. She does personal styling. She did my closet organization project. So my big fear is that on Thursday when she comes to help me put this outfit together, she's going to check in on me in my closet. Have you not been keeping up? Well, she... Um, See, my big fear is that, because I do follow some of this stuff, Yeah, is that Stephanie is going to find out about my closet situation at all, <laughs> which is just <laughs> atrocious. Well, yeah, I think I think she could probably make a huge difference for I you. I bet she could make a huge difference, but <laughs> I, I, it would age her. You know how, like, yeah, when presidents true. take office, they look okay, and then they get done, and they're like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Well, that would happen to Stephanie in a weekend at my house. In yeah, the I don't want that to happen Yeah, to we don't need that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> she seems nice. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a nice girl. But your fear is that she's going to come yeah, over. Yeah, she's going to come and she's going to see my closet. Which, every, I mean, it's looking fine, but she's going to call me out for undoing some of the things that she did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, that's Which she's already kind of called me out for, but... You, you and I have talked numerous times mm -hmm. about, about a lot of things. And, and, <laughs> and But I've always wondered on some of those like remodel shows that we, you know... That I never yeah. watch, I swear. You've just like, heard about those? I've, I've heard about them or whatever. Um, I've always wondered, like, I think it would be so much fun to go back. Yes. Like, four months later and see that they just, yeah, oh, yeah I hated that paint. That's and just what I think yeah. about Queer Eye. When they fix yes. up the slob's apartment. I mean, what I've heard about it. That guy, mm -hmm. you you actually do like Queer Eye, that show. Because yeah. remember we talked about uh, the yes, shoe I thing? Yeah, anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another great story. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, like that, like so the guy that they fix up his whole apartment is a complete slob. You can't tell me this guy's suddenly going to start cleaning. Right. No way. Right. And he's definitely not making like grilled peaches or whatever that appetizer <laughs> is that Anthony showed him how to do. No. That no was a, way. That was a very much one-time thing. Yeah. That was a very. It was fun. They no, loved and it. I'm sure, and I'm sure, but no, <laughs> it, it's not going to last. The other, um, <laughs> I think, was a major win, and this is like kind of awkward, but I'm telling you this story because I think you'll enjoy it very much. <laughs> um, so uh, this past weekend, we have um, we have like one of those like very 1990s big bathtubs, you know, like the jacuzzi oh, yeah. jet bathtubs. Oh yeah. Um, you know, very very 90s. So all four of us got into that thing. Me, Turner. Abe and Everett, and we took a, a family swim <laughs> with bath bombs and everything. It just was one of those moments where you're like, we are really knocking it out of the park with this family thing. Like, you look are. at us. We are bonded. That is very much. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's Turner the Neanderthal is something in the tub with his family. And a bath bomb. <laughs> Can you even imagine this? And, and a, a bath, bath bomb. bomb. Uh-huh. Yeah. Boy, he's going to hear this and he's going to have to go. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna have to. I'm gonna have to buy him a whole lot of beers mm -hmm. for me, laughing at his expense right now. Yeah. So two wins, family bath, and getting him to go to a 1920s party. Really? Yeah. 
I, the 20s party blows me away. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. I love excited. the fact that he was hung up on the hat. Yeah. Do I get a hat? That's Do so, I just got to wear a hat? That's so Turner. Yeah. That's so Turner. So I got to find like one of those like, you know, fedoras. Oh, yeah. Get him a cool... I'd, I probably have something around. There's stuff all over the place. Yeah, I got it. But I'm just putting so much energy into my own outfit. Yeah. I don't have time for Just throw a hat on him. He yeah. looks so good anyways mm-hmm. that a hat, yeah, he'll, he'll be, he'll be so fine. so good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do you got for me? What you, what you <clears throat> winning at? I don't know. Like, I, you know, I joked with you uh, mm-hmm. when we talked about this that, you know, I mean, both my kids are still breathing. So I guess that's a win. Huge win. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of them actually did some yard work the other day. Wow. Yeah. Um, was this before or after the skunk incident? It was after the skunk <laughs> incident. It swear to God, it looked like a skunk. I believe you. It really Especially did. Especially since you saw it move multiple it times. It moved a couple times, and I thought I heard it making noises. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to start doing that. Yeah. Well, and both the boys were like, why didn't you just grab a flashlight? I don't know where the flashlight is. There's it's one on your conveniently phone. on your phone. Yes, I'm, I'm aware <laughs> of some it's of right the... It's right next to your podcast It's app. right next to that. <laughs> Um, no, I think the story I was going to tell you was it's, well, one thing, honestly, just earlier this week, uh, you know, or last week, I guess it was, you know, I'm an Astros fan. Yes. And it was game seven and I was having a tough time. I got rid of DirecTV at the beginning of the year. So now I've finally got into streaming. Yeah. I'm catching up. Um, uh, I finally got into streaming, but I also have an antenna for the TV. Of course. And... Um, but my antenna was not coming in very well for the Astros game. Um, I just could not get it, you know, I was positioning, positioning. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, like a flat screen, you know, it's not like rabbit ears like no, I had yeah, when I was a kid. Like, it's, it's like a little flat mat of something. Yeah, but you got to like put <clears> it, like I'll end up putting it like up here, mm-hmm. over here. You yeah. know, you just move it around you like you around. have some idea what you're doing. And then if you walk around it in a certain way (laughs) it'll cut in and out so both the boys were actually home and both the boys were like no we'd like to watch game seven with you i couldn't believe it i I was shocked but y'all got in the tub yeah so we all got (laughs) in the tub had a bath bomb (laughs) go astros anyway um i kept freaking out on them because if kale would move a certain way on his end of the living room I would lose the signal for a little bit. Okay. First and foremost, I tried streaming it. But the streaming service that night, the audio was 20 seconds behind the video. What? It was crazy. It was crazy. This is I 2019. Text, I know. I texted two of my friends and who I knew were streaming it, and they said, no, we've got it going on here, too. We switched to antenna. And it was it was because it was pathetic. Like, for baseball especially, yeah. he would throw up. You would hear him say, and there's ball one, but he's throwing the second ball already. So it's that far behind, and I couldn't oh, stand it. Oh, wow. So no, I, that would so drive me crazy. Now I'm trying to work on the antenna. So finally, at one point, Jake volunteers to hold the antenna in a certain way oh my God. for half an inning because we finally got it to work where anybody could move, and it would be fine. <laughs> and it was great. And then I, I felt bad, so we ended up getting, you know, as most men do, I got some duct tape and duct taped it up next to the, the door jam. And that's how Great. we watch the rest of the game. Yeah. Tell me, is this antenna still duct taped to the door jam no, today? No, I've moved it down. Okay. Again, okay. there's nothing. I, I, in my sadness and sorrow of the Astros mm-hmm. losing, I actually moved it down about seventh, eighth inning when I knew it was over. Yeah, I decided it was either going to get moved down or chucked across the room and yeah. in a fit of rage. 
And I'm, I'm too old for that kind of thing now. Well, because the thing in, with the antenna is even if you left it stuck there, it would never work in that same position no, the next never time. again. And the funny thing, well, I mean, when the wind blows certain ways, right. I lose stations. It's, 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 it's infuriating. Yeah. This is 2019. We should yeah. have a much better plan that doesn't cost us like $120 a month for DirecTV. Probably should. Okay. I do want you to know that I'm sacrificing watching The Mermaid live for this. So. You are. Yeah, it was a big deal for me. Well, <laughs> maybe you can stream it on one of your little apps. Yeah, I'm getting good at that stuff. And a little encore presentation. But the other quick story I want to tell yeah. you about, um, because I think you'll enjoy this one, is this was from many years ago. Uh, when the when one of the Star Wars sequels came out. Big deal, big deal. Um, as your listeners should know, I'm a single parent. I have been for most of my kids' lives. Uh, their mom and I, you know, we just didn't work out, and, and that's the way it was. Um, they've stayed with me for the most part. Um, so, you know, I've, I've, I've taken a lot of pride in being home for them and doing all this. But, you know, um, and, and we have a very amicable divorce. Everything is, is fine. Uh, one thing that we always kind of fought over, and I'm using my little air quotes, is uh, movies. No, I get to take them to see this. And one thing that my ex-wife did, she, she never touched Star Wars. She knew. Okay. She's like, that's a very guy thing. That's a boy. I understand. She likes the movies, too. But she's like, I won't fight you on that. I won't do anything. So the Star Wars movie came out. The th Friday it came out, on Thursday, I got a text from my across-the-street neighbor that says, hey, one of the guys that we already had tickets for, he can't make it. Do you want to come watch the premiere tonight at midnight? And I was like, well, you know, again, I take a lot of pride in being home from my boys. And da, da. Yeah. yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> so I called both of them. <laughs> I called both of them and I said, uh, uh, something came up at work. I'm going to be late. <gasps> Don't wait up. I know. I know. I know. The, but it's coming around. So, you know, they, they totally understood. And they're old enough. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this is a few years ago, people. But, I mean, they had, you know, they had their own transportation. They're teenagers. Right. Yeah, it, no, it they're fine. not. I, I wasn't leaving play. toddlers they're at right. home <laughs> with uncooked chicken wings. Um. But I, I went to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the movie and I felt racked with guilt about it. I didn't say anything to him. At, you know, everything was fine. Well, then that weekend, Jake, the older boy, was out of town on like a youth group thing. I think I was out of town for something for work uh, over the weekend. So then Kale, you know, calls me on Saturday or something, and he's just kind of yeah, I could tell he's timid and he's worried and he's like. Dad, mom, mom really wants to go see Star Wars, and she thought maybe you'd already taken us. And uh, I said, just go. It's no big deal. Just go. I was very reassuring. Just go. And he was like, I, I, I don't know. You know, I was just go. So then, you know, we ended up all coming back together on Sunday, and Kale, Kale was like, uh, Yeah, Jake, I, I went and saw Star Wars without Dad, and Jake was like, Oh man. I went and saw Star Wars without you guys either. We saw it on my, <laughs> oh my uh, on my youth group trip to Cedar Rapids or wherever he was that weekend. And I said, "Okay, boys." <laughs> Thursday, when I had something come up at work, I went and saw Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So it was just one of those nice, yeah. We all lied to each other, and now we're coming clean. Well, that's healthy. It's relatively healthy. The <laughs> first part, not so much. <laughs> well. Especially when they get to be this age, the lying is a little worrisome sometimes, but a tad. whatever. A tad. And then the last uh, win I kind of wanted to tell you yeah. about. I don't know if your listeners are definitely going to consider this a win, but uh, 
I was with um, Jake the other night. Uh, Jake, my oldest boy, will be turning 21 in holy smokes a little over a week 10 days from now what yeah he turns 21 if can't you can't wait for him to try his first beer yeah <laughs> he's never anyway um in front of my mom and dad we, we went and had dinner with my mom and dad uh last sunday and in front of my mom and dad i had already asked him and i already knew the answer but in front of my mom and dad and you have to remember my parents are you know obviously older my dad's a preacher my mom's a preacher's wife um, they asked what Jake wanted for his birthday, mm -hmm. and Jake said, Dad's already getting me exactly what I want. And she said, what's that? And I was like, uh, we need to go. <laughs> uh, he wants <clears throat> oh God. me to get a bottle of Jameson and Bailey's Irish Cream okay. and Guinness so that we can do Irish car bombs at the stroke of midnight on his birthday. Oh, but why those? Those because are not he, even good. Because he knows that's what me and my buddy Greg have been doing for like 12 years. Oh, on our okay. Birthdays. Okay, so there's so meaning. It's a birthday, there's meaning there. It's a birthday tradition okay. that apparently he's crossing over into now, and I'm not, again, not well, sure that's, that's a win. Like know, in some ways. No, in I the think locker, it is. In, in like... When Turner, when I have to pay Turner back for making fun of him a bunch tonight, like he and I can high five about like how cool is that? Yeah, but no, yeah. I love it when our kids <clears throat> recognize that something is cool or that something has meaning, and the fact that he wants to be with you on midnight mm -hmm. on the day I think is pretty awesome because you know that's a story he'll tell forever and then mm -hmm. one day he'll tell that to his boy like hey the night I turned 21 mm -hmm. my dad and I did Irish car bombs yeah. like I think that is so cool that as is long, a win as long you're as not he never, as long there, as he, no I was just trying not to cough but as long as he never <laughs> asked me <laughs> as long as he never asked me what I did the night I turned 21 we'll be fine oh yeah another another story for another never, day. Never telling that one. Okay. There's only three people that know it. Only three people? No. Yeah. Okay. You're just going to leave us hanging like Pretty that? Pretty much. So I used to be a tease writer. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> so um, I know Gimme because um, he worked at Channel 8 for... Almost 21 years. Almost 21 years. And I've been at Channel 8 for almost eight years. And so we were longtime coworkers. And so one of our favorite things to do is um, a little ritual known as mirror time. Love mirror time. And mirror time was the time, the like half hour before the five o'clock newscast where I would do my hair and makeup and I would usually vent all of my problems to Gimme <laughs> in front of a mirror. So much so that after you left the station last year, people <laughs> knew how sad I was about mirror time and they would pop by the mirror to see how I was doing. They stopped doing that, by the way. Well, they yeah. just left me alone in my grief. You've got to let it go sometimes. Yeah. And so if you had been at work today, this is what I would have vented you, to you about. And okay. this is going to be um, my entry in our moms in the headline segment where we usually talk about like an article or mm -hmm. something in the news. So this is honestly made me infuriated and enraged and you're the person perfect person to talk to about it because I feel like you've sort of been there done that on kids and high school and boys and all that stuff it's um so we 
we have um, a news story that's making headlines in our area tonight, and that is a um, teenager got attacked in the school lunchroom and had emergency surgery for a brain bleed, and he's in intensive care, and it was all caught on video. Someone was clearly prepared for the fact that one kid was going to attack another kid, and the video was horrific. It makes me sick to hear it. It makes me sick to watch it. And the idea that it's circulating on Snapchat and airing on the news, and it's it's just a horrible video of a child, essentially, beating another child um, and causing this serious, serious injury. And all I can think about when I watch that stupid, awful video is, number one, that's a child. I have two boys that will eventually grow up to be those two boys. Mm -hmm. And secondly, his mother has to watch that. Mm -hmm. And like the whole thing makes me so upset because it just, it makes me upset to think that I have to send my kids to school and they might encounter something like that someday. It makes me upset to think that someone's mother is now dealing with a child who did that to another child. Like I, I feel so many emotions about it. And, and most of all that it's, the video of this horrific act exists and it's circulating and it's never going to go away. Never. That's what, I mean, that's one of the things that you, you bring up is um, obviously, again, my kids are older. They've been through high school, but my kids it, in some ways grew up in this age of now everything's there. Yeah. You know, we were just joking a second ago about, I'm so glad I don't have to tell people about what I did on my 21st birthday. Yeah. There's no video of it that no. exists. There's nothing like that. I have there, a few, like, kind of blown out <clears throat> pictures. Yeah, there might be some pictures that somebody actually took on a camera. Exactly. If so many people remember what those look like. But, you know, the, the, the day and age that we live in now is, it's, it's and, and again, I had to watch them grow up through that. Yeah. I mean, when... Both so, of yeah, my, when did it really come around for your kids? So, what it was, both of my boys, again, being a single parent, both of my boys, uh, the older boy got a cell phone, I think, when he was in fifth or sixth grade. Okay. Only because it was the easiest way to communicate. I mean, again, when, when and you're I was, talking a cell phone like a Nokia brick or something yeah, like well, I mean, some yeah, like just, just primitive like, yeah, phone. Yeah, it was just a little flip phone yeah. or whatever that he could. You know, I mean, we programmed in. You know, my number, uh, his mother's, uh, both sets of grandparents, um, and I think that was about all that he might have had in the mm -hmm. phone at the time. Um, but it was, and it was literally just to, you know. Hey, I need picked up from here because I mean, as they get older, they get into more things, and you got your schedules are flying. Of course, and it's a juggling act, and and you can't count on oh, I'll be there at whatever, and then something runs long or something runs short, or weather. Or, I mean, it's just it's a whole mess of things. I don't know how our parents ever got through any no. of it with us when I didn't have you know a a, a thing basically on my body that mm -hmm. you know I could communicate. You know. It was so it growing up watching them go through that and 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 when Jake was in fifth or sixth grade, somebody stole his cell phone Wow, stole his cell phone from his gym locker, you know because they changed for gym or mm -hmm. whatever stole his cell phone from his gym locker and was texting me and his mother and and, and like just rude things Ugh. and and just and and it what upset me the most was not that a, a cell phone got stolen, I mean obviously he felt terrible and and everything. But what upset me most was that another child was saying these things yeah. and doing these things. And that just opened my eyes to, holy cow, this is what is going to be going on now. And then, like I said, I mean, there you know, so many other things on, you know, I was on edge almost the whole time they were in junior high and high school, especially because 
you know, they're they're texting, they're doing this. You know, I, I used to yell at them all the time to like, I don't want your phones on silent. You know, I want to know when you're getting, you know. And, yeah. and after a while, unfortunately, I kind of gave up on that. I mean, again, both my boys are over 18 now. It is what it is, but it, it it's just scary. What are they looking at? What are they, and, and not just pictures and videos. And I mean, you have internet access right there now, and we all know what's on the internet. And it's just, it, it's it's so trivial to think that they have such a, a world right there that you don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. So when you brought up that, that the stuff about the video is, you know, my first thought again was, uh, you know, you always ask why. Why did this happen? Was one boy this? Was one boy that? None of that matters, but that's what you always immediately mm -hmm. go to. But secondly is, yeah, this is everlasting. It will never go away. I know. For either of those kids, and even the kid who was holding the camera, which infuriates me, too. Totally. Um, because, obviously, like you said, they knew it was coming, and they did, you know, I mean, they're, they're going for shock value. They're going for, I don't know what it is, and I don't even know what to, because there was nothing like that. Uh, no. I, again, I'm 44 years old. There was nothing like that when I was a kid. You're considerably younger. There was nothing like that when you were a kid. No. It's just and a totally And to be honest, if in high school I watched a kid beat another kid, mm -hmm. I, like, I think that would have traumatized me mm -hmm. so, so much. Oh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, even just the other kids around. Like, why? I just don't know why this is happening. I don't know why kids are handling themselves, like, going to violence first. Mm -hmm. and, and I know... You know, part like, God, there, we can just break down all the reasons for this sort of stuff. But the other thing that sort of infuriated me about it was all the Internet comments because mm -hmm. and obviously those are never any good. But I read them, especially in this case, to try to understand what what the general consensus is about it. And I couldn't believe how many people said, well, I heard that the kid who got attacked had been bullying the other kid. And I don't I just don't see how that's neither here nor there. Right. I mean, Clearly, bullying is not okay from either side, but I don't even see what the point is of interjecting that. Like, wh what is what does that do? I, I don't get that. It's uh, it's again, it's the problem with the 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 medium is the message. You know, is 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 this this anonymity to put your two cents in and not have to have any basis for it or anything? Who cares? Why? I mean, like I said, that's the first thing that we always ask. Geez, why did this happen? Mm -hmm. Why was that kid doing it? Why was that happening? But it's the longer lasting effects that you, you really need to worry about. I mean, um, you know, I mean, between my, my two boys were, were, were night and day mm -hmm. as far as popularity and this and that and, and so forth. Um, you know, one of them wasn't quite as, you know, and now, you know, that he's out of high school and he's, he's he, now, that, you know, they've. They've kind of blossomed a little. I mean, not blossomed. I mean, that sounds weird to well, say. they're just but coming into their just own. Just open out. They're, yeah. they're coming into their own. And I think a lot of it has to do with that shelteredness that it, it's everything's so zeroed in. They, you know, every little thing can be manipulated by a million other people that they don't have any basis for what actually happened. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, that, that, that whole thing is scary. And, and, and I just don't like the whole, like I said, the shock value of it. No. Bothers me. I mean... Like you said, for, for, you know, the parents, uh, you know, the parents of, of the kid who, who received the, 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 the beating, so to speak, and the kid who doled it out and the kid who held the camera, everybody's going to know who they are. Right. And now you're a pariah. Now you're, you know, being judged 
by millions of other people that don't know anything. You see the memes on Facebook and Twitter all the time. You don't know what anybody else is going through, so just, you know, mm -hmm. consider everybody. Um, I mean, you know, obviously I think the world needs a whole lot more of that. Um, but it's the way we, we, we live I in know. now. And it, and it's, and, and I, I don't mean to say it in a, in a chauvinistic way or anything, but it's really hard for p parents of boys, especially because there's just so many roles that, that I think boys feel like they're supposed to be in and, yeah. and, it, and, 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 and it can get pulled to different now. Granted, I didn't have any daughters, so I don't, I, I right. can't talk about, you know, what they go through. And I'm sure there's a mess of stuff that I wouldn't know. God, can you imagine if I had had a daughter? <laughs> I have enough gray hair as it is. No, honestly, I like, wouldn't have made it. And, and that's why I'm glad you're here talking about this, because <clears throat> I love being the mom of boys. It's yeah. truly the most fantastic thing. I, I feel like I was made to be the mom of boys, and mm -hmm. I'm just delighted that I have two of them. Um, but you're right. Like, I'm, I'm afraid of... I'm afraid of what it means to to raise mm -hmm. two young men in today's world mm -hmm. in um, trying to um, trying to teach them to be men who are also feminists, who are also career driven, but also sensitive. You know what I mean? Well, I it's like. I all think, the things. I think the bath bomb probably helped on that last you one. You know what? You're right. right. You're right. <laughs> a little eucalyptus never hurt anybody. Never hurt anybody. It's very soothing. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, men are it expected is. to be it all of those things. Mm -hmm. They have to be, mm -hmm. um, right. play all of these roles while also looking a certain way in front of their friends. And mm -hmm. certainly there's plenty of that on the girl side too, but oh, yeah. but in, in a different way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I never, uh, a very good friend of mine who... Um, as a single mom with a daughter, you know, I've, I've been a, a part of her life for a very long time. Yeah. And it's very shy. I mean, because I don't see her as much. I mean, she's in high school now. And I actually have another friend who's got a very young daughter and she's raising her by herself. And I, again, I, I, there, there's nothing wrong with being a single parent. Obviously, a lot of us do it. Yeah. Um, it's not the easiest job in the world, but it's, it's not any harder or easier than doing it, you know, with a partner. Uh, it's just you don't know you know, you're bombarded with information and don't know where to go with it sometimes. Mm -hmm. You don't know, you know, should I yell at this child for being aggressive or should I reward it, you know, and, and find something for him or her to take their aggression out on as far as like a sport yeah. or, yeah. you know, or should I, you know, not reward this child for being too passive and, and try to get them to open up more and do this and do this. I think... The biggest thing is, is, is just, it's a patience thing. You've got to be patient. And, and I joked obviously a few minutes ago about the whole Star Wars story about us lying to each other, but it really comes down to honesty. I mean, we, you know, we all obviously came clean at the end of that story. It was very funny. And, and, you know, we all like laughed at ourselves for doing it. But I mean, when stuff comes up like this, you know, just be honest about it. I know, you know, we still have that stigma as parents. Oh, I don't really want to expose my kid to this. Yeah. And I don't really want to talk to my kid about that. I don't want to. There's never an early enough time to talk to them about some of those things. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, uh, I know, you know, one of my kids, I, I didn't find out from me. I found out through a friend that he had told. And then that friend told his mom and that mom told me that he was on the bus for like junior high and got offered 
marijuana. Hmm. And, you know, so then it was like, okay, well, I guess it's time to have this talk. What I'm getting at is that it's, I think it's okay to expose them to this. Now, the video you're talking about, maybe not so much. Right. But just, just by talking about it early and often will, will save you from having to make a big speech at some point in time. Yeah. You know, the whole world is chaos. Be kind. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. Okay, so let's rewind a little bit and tell people a little bit more about you, um, <laughs> Gimme. So, so um, you, you and um, your ex-wife split up pretty <clears throat> early on in your kids' lives, right? Um, and so, but you did. You were the. I mean, how how would you phrase it? It's like the, their well, primary caregiver. I, I mean, I guess that's one way you could say it. Okay. I mean, it, you know, there was a lot of. Uh, I think with any um, relationship that splits up. Uh, there's always going to be some contention and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think because it's older now, um, there's there's not as much, and, sure. and you get over all those those things. But um, for the first couple of years that we were split up, um, we very much wanted to be fifty fifty. We very much wanted to, you know, and and we both agreed on that. That, and honestly, that was one of the reasons we split up was that we just finally had to come to the agreement that it's better to. I hate to use these words, but it's better to raise children in a from a broken home than inside a broken home. Like, oh yeah, you know the, yeah. the, old, the old term of a divorced parent was broken home, but it was just going to be better if they were in that situation than inside while things weren't going. Inside well. a toxic situation, yeah. So you know we moved on from that, and then it just came to a point where um, my job stability. And some other factors made it just make more sense for them to stay, so they could stay in the same school, so they yeah. could stay in the same. Um, and that's just the way we worked it out. But again, as for for so many years when I worked here at the TV station, I wouldn't get off work until eight thirty, maybe even nine o'clock at night. Um, so for the most part, our fifty fifty split went from you know Sunday to Sunday, you know, instead of doing that whole thing, mm-hmm. to um, she would get them after school and have dinner with them almost every night, and then I would come pick them up. Obviously, feed them breakfast, take them to school. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends, it was just who was available. You know, if she had something she wanted to do, she could take them. If she was working, I would take them. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we, we came very, very, very good about that. But, yeah, for the for the most part, I mean, obviously, the whole time you and I have known each other, mm-hmm. they've been living with me primarily. Yeah. And well, and I'm yeah, and I'm certainly not trying to like ask you to like you know <laughs> talk about who did what more. Mm-hmm. I guess more what I was tro- sort of getting at is I feel like you played a dad role um, that maybe was way different than a lot of other people your oh, yeah. age at the time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? No, so I, like, did you ever feel lonely in that, or what the, was that like? A lot. Okay. Oh, a lot. Yeah, it, it's it's really hard. There were times you would just crave adult conversation, you yeah. know, because uh, outside of like work. Um, because it was just constantly, um, and I think every parent feels that way, whether you're a single parent or dual parenting or whatever, at some point in time, I'm sick of finding Nemo. I want to watch the untouchables Yeah. and I can't because my kids are, or whatever it happens to be. So yeah, it it can be very lonely. The good thing is I had a lot of family support, Mm -hmm. uh, with my folks that are still in, in, in the area and and her folks, uh, yeah. You know, we 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 all took turns. Um, it was very much uh, uh, to to sound cheesy. It takes a village or whatever, but mm-hmm. I mean it does. You know, I mean, yes, I I I took care of this and that and this and that, and she took care of whatever. But uh, yeah, it got very lonely a lot of times and very, um, 
you take it you take it on the chin a lot. Yeah. I think every parent is going to agree with that. Um, when you text me earlier about, you know, we're going to talk about a win and a fail. Boy, most of them are fails, honestly. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, when you get right down to it, you, yeah. you, you take it on the chin. There, there is no instruction manual for this job. And it is a job. Mm-hmm. There's no instruction manual for this job. There's no training. There's, there's, you know, keep them alive, educate them, you know, hope they turn out okay. Well, and it's basically. so trial and error, like what you were saying, because you don't mm-hmm. know who's going to respond to mm-hmm. what um, discipline, who's mm-hmm. going to respond to what reward system. So it can be it can be lonely in that because again you you feel like, geez, could I win at something? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it's it's funny when there are some nights where you're like, I got all the laundry done before I you know passed out in the chair. Wow, that's a big win for the day. Mm-hmm. And then you know finally they get old enough and you're like, do your own laundry, <laughs> and that's an even bigger win. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean yeah, there's just times where it, yeah it felt very. Uh, uh, I don't know if I want to say tunnel vision or enclosed, but yeah, it was a, it was a tight space where yeah. you felt like you couldn't make a whole lot of errors, which made me anxious oftentimes. And I think anxiety can lead to what you said earlier, like a loneliness. Yeah. Like you, you get so anxious about something and then when you put them, you know, to bed and you finally get that half hour to yourself or whatever, or hour, or, you know, you get to throw on the movie that you want to watch, whatever happens. You, you you can't really unwind enough to be to enjoy it, mm-hmm. so to speak, you know. Uh, and again, I think I think that's true of of single parents uh, as much as it is dual parents. Well, women are so much um, better, especially moms, at seeking out other moms and oh, yeah. doing the play dates and finding a community. Mm-hmm. There's not really like a dad like no. rah rah group. No, not really much of one. And honestly, I used to to get on people about that every once in a while. Really? Oh yeah, people would say something, you know, whether it was on, you know, after the years, you know, whether it was on Facebook or whether it was on something, you know, like, uh, you know, your mom did the hardest work in the world. I would I would chime in and be like, you know, some dads do too. Just letting you know. Yeah. Um, because yeah, again goes back to that almost gender role thing. Nobody expects the dad to take on the entire thing to wear all the hats. Mm-hmm. Aside from the hats that he was already assigned. Um, nobody really expects you to, to... I mean, in this day and age, it's obviously much better and, right. and, and, and so forth. And But uh, to, to try and take on everything to be nurturing and disciplinarian and this and that and again everybody goes through this i'm not singling anybody out but yeah it it can be because like you said there's no real support system there i mean you know obviously again i had i had friends and family that were great the whole time but yeah i mean when you're doing it on your own you're doing it on your own and when you're a dad you really wow what am i doing yeah (laughs) I I joked about it a minute ago, like, uh, and and you and I both, you know, I I would love to have had a daughter because my mom, uh, on on the gimme side of the family, it's all been boys. I've got a brother. My dad was one of three boys. Oh wow. Um, my brother <laughs> has a son who has three boys. I have two boys. It's just the Y chromosome wow. is just running rampant, just raging. So it would have been nice to have her, but then you know, every once in a while, I'm like, could you imagine if I had had, you know. Right. Uh, it, you know, talk about not having a manual to know what to do wow. there. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, that, that would have been really, yes, it would have been really, um, rewarding to have that girl, the gimme girl, but whew, I'll let one of the other ones do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're, um, you're living in this house with two, um, let's start like prepubescent boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a tremendous amount of testosterone mm-hmm. and just like, so like flash me back to like those when your boys were like in that 10, 11, 12 range. Like oh, what was life? Well, I guess really what I want to know is like, what's been the most challenging age, would you say? Oh, honestly, again, it it all was because things evolved in such a weird way. I mean, obviously, when they were younger and the car seat situation and the this and the that and the, um, you know, I can't even get up to go to the other room without you two either hurting each other or being (laughs) in each other. You know, I mean, yes, everybody goes through that. But I mean, that was challenging. But then again, it became challenging, like, um, when one was in junior high and one was still in elementary school, because then it was two different schedules, and it was this and it was that. And again, I told you one of my boys was was big into sports, and the other one was not. And you know, having to juggle schedules, it there was never a not challenging time. Yeah, it really wasn't. Uh, you know, and, and you know, it's still to some extent they both still live with me. They're both working. Yeah, they're both trying to figure out what they want the next step to be. Um, you know, you and I have joked for years about, I've always been like, I can't wait till they get out of the house. And now I'm finally coming to the realization, no, please don't leave me. Yeah. <laughs> because yes. I can't, because now I do count on them for stuff. Like I joked, they, they did yard work. I honestly, you know how much I love mowing the yard. Extermination. Yeah. Yeah. They got to take care of the wild animals in the front. See, I knew I shouldn't have told them. Anyway. But I mean, I you know, I, you know how much I love mowing my yard. That's yes. one of my big, big things. I just love, love, love. Yeah, doing. I feel like that's what happens I, after you turn forty-five. Thank you. <laughs> um, I uh, I only did it probably four it's times a this whole year. It's a nice fescue. It is a nice, <laughs> and I get the lines just right. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. I wear my Crocs with my socks, <laughs> and I go out there and, and stare at the no. Um, Do you wear earmuffs? No, not while oh, okay. I'm mowing. Right. No, no. No, no, I, I like to sing to myself while I'm mowing, but mm-hmm. I only know, like, I always get a song stuck in my head that I only know half the words to. Yes! And then I, it drives me nuts. And a friend of mine at my new job told me that when the song gets stuck in your head that you only know a part of the words to, the reason you keep doing it is because your brain is trying to get you to finish the song, so the best way to get it out of your head is to listen to it and and then sing it out loud while you're listening to it, and it'll leave your head, and it actually has worked a few times. Wow. Yeah. Hot take. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll be here all week. I can help you with anything. That's some neuroscience. Yeah, the, my one the other day. It, you know, neuro. Some, Why I, did I say it like that? Neuro. 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 <laughs> it's a neuroscience. It should be a health It should be a health <laughs> watch. I'll tell Jim about wow. it. Wow. <laughs> but going back to it, it, it really did, like, it, it, it's all challenging. It's it's weird. Yeah. And like I said, you know, you take it on the chin more than you feel like you win. But when it all comes down to it, you know, the other day where they actually, without prompt, I, I honestly fully expected to be alone to watch the game. And I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, without prompt, they were like, no, we'd like to watch the game. That's when you know it paid off. Yeah. It takes a long time uh-huh. sometimes, but that's when you know it paid off. That 21st birthday thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's pretty, really, really awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty well, great. My younger boy, now he's decided on his 21st birthday, um, well, after he's 21, because he turns 21 in, in May, and it's coming up here in a couple of weeks, uh, for his 21st present, he wants to go to Vegas. 
not to go gambling or do any of the crazy stuff, but he wants to go to the car show that's out there. It's called oh, CMI. Oh, cool. Because yeah. he's the one that I watch car shows with all the time. So That's really neat. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. He can't wait to turn 21 so that he can do that. And then about a year ago, my other son was, I can't wait to do 20, turn 21 so I can go to trivia night with you. <laughs> You're excellent at trivia. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. I, I, pretty, yeah, I pretty much, I, I probably have about three, $400 in gift cards spread around all the bars in town from the trivia nights. <laughs> so what, what kind of topics or like what, can you remember mm. some of the conversations that you had to have mm -hmm. that you maybe wished you had had? like that female companion to have done that conversation for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't wait for all the conversations that I make Turner have to have. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's obviously quite a few. Um, there was one, uh, well, obviously the the whole, you know, talking to girls thing mm -hmm. and them hiding it from me. I don't know if that's a regular, do most people hide it from, I guess if I really think back on it, I didn't really open up to my parents about, anybody I was interested in until right. like we had like become official yeah. or, you know, whatever. And well, then, cause you didn't know if it would be okay. Like right. once, like once you got the okay, like you sort of felt like it was going to be <laughs> all right to introduce, then you're <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well then this is fine. And then, yeah, I think, I think, and I think both the boys, um, were in a weird way scared of doing that in front of me or with me yeah. or I, I I'm sorry no. with you well no I just I mean like to bring <laughs> yeah, to bring yeah, a yeah. girl to the house was gonna be geez how's dad gonna react to that you know yeah. and 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 what is he gonna do you know and and again it is it's very much a boy's house there's three boys there mm -hmm. we keep it clean um you know, is it girl come over clean? You could use a woman's it, touch. It you could, could use, use maybe like a like a wreath or something might I be could, welcoming. I, I had a wreath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a wreath I think would really go a long way. Well, it's just like I said, it's very. <laughs> this is all I ever knew. You yeah. Know, was 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 that kind of thing? I mean, I you know I know how to cook. I mean, I I, yeah. had, I had great parents, and you know that they co-parented. And your mom's great, a great and, cook. And my mom's a fantastic cook. But I mean, I can't come anywhere near her, so I don't try. But you know, I mean, that's a that was a big thing. You know, I mean, when Jake brought the first girl to my house, and you know, it was just to see. I I I, I guess I didn't know how to react. Yeah. Like it was one of those things that I would think that like when it comes time, you know, you know. you're gonna say something to Turner, be like, look, when you come home tonight, Abram's gonna have. Stacy over and I don't want you to freak out because she's really sweet and I've met her already and I just want you to be cool with it. Yeah. Because again, we're not, you know, monsters about it, but I mean, you know, uh, as a dad, you don't know what role you're supposed to play. You know, are you supposed to be like, you know, hi, nice to meet you and give them a firm handshake? Right. Or are you supposed to be like, oh my God, you're adorable and I love your hair. Come and give me a hug. You don't know. There's no good way for no. a, a guy in some ways to handle that. Right. So, yeah, th that was that was one of the ones. I mean, some of the other stuff was really easy. I'm more concerned with the stuff that you're going to have to handle that Turner should or, you know, pops up when oh God, like you're what? at home. Well, I mean, puberty boy stuff. Mm, yeah. 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 Well, so here's one thing that I've already screwed up. Okay. okay. Here's one thing that I've screwed up. I know that you're supposed to say real body part words. Right. And we don't in our house. Oh, we okay. have nicknames? 
Well, and it wasn't even really on purpose. Like, it's not like I'm like scared to like tell Abram like, hey, you have a penis. Like, that's not <laughs> like that's not like an issue. It just sort of somewhere along the lines, it started being called a dingle. So now it just is a dingle. And I know that's like so frowned upon in like parenting groups that you're supposed to say real words. So now everything is aim my dingle. Mm-hmm. Papa has a dingle. Mama, you have a dingle. Mm-hmm. Mama not have a dingle. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's one of those things that like I should have corrected a long time ago. But now we're like fully on the dingle train, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the you know, dingle train. Or like, like, for example, the other day when we were, because um, Abram sometimes baits with um, either Turner or I, and so he like asked like what my breasts were. And so I was like, oh, you know, that's how like mom gets the baby milk and stuff like that. And and so he now calls them the baby cookers. So it's wow. just like, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's, God. It's adorable. <laughs> so I feel like I'm already terrible at this because those are like very clear opportunities in which to handle myself like an adult. And I have opted not to apparently. Well, I mean, they're only kids once, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to make them grow up any faster. They're growing up fast already. I know. I mean, it, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with the parenting groups that say use root, but, I mean, let them be kids. Yeah. Let them, let them have funny words for funny stuff and, you know, let them, <laughs> yeah. let them tell you about things that you don't want to hear about and try not to laugh. And, you know, get God, out of the room. that's so hard. Yeah. Like the first time you hear your son say a swear word because you know he heard you say it, mm-hmm. you cannot, it, I defy anybody out there to mm-hmm. not laugh, mm-hmm. to not laugh. Mm-hmm. Well, I told you to eat a blank and waffle story. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was fantastic. And, I, and what, what was my first reaction? Laugh. I think I laughed very mm-hmm. hard during mirror time. That was so funny. <laughs> but it's like when they fall over too. Oh, I could watch kids falling over all day. It's I know. the funniest thing in the world. I know. I mean, and then you're worried if they're hurt, and then you, you know, and then you still laugh again. <laughs> it's, I it's laugh. I laugh at my little Everett all the time because when he is crying and being dramatic, like <laughs> little baby cry face is yeah. hilarious. Oh, the when you thing know ever. they're not hurt and oh. you know they're just crying about something stupid, like yeah. their little baby cry face. Yeah. And then when their face is all red and they have the remnants of the tears, you're like, you poor pathetic little <laughs> thing. And you just want to laugh at him. <laughs> Especially that big ear little boy. Oh, he's so cute. But it's worth laughing at. I know. That's what it is all about. Uh, you know, I told you the, the, the skunk story because it's worth laughing. I, I think that's one thing that I think you should teach your kids. Laugh at yourself just as yeah. much as you're going to anybody else. Yeah. You've got to own up to what a goof. We're all awkward, clumsy, airheaded goofballs at some point <laughs> or another. It just <laughs> happens. You know, and enjoy it. Yeah. Because those are the funniest stories. Yes. You have my kids come on, they'd tell you that skunk story, and they'd probably tell Mm -hmm. it better than I did. They'd tell you the owl story, which they get a kick out of still to this day. That's when they were like 10 and 12 years old. What's the owl story? The owl story is, again, I have a very dark (laughs) neighborhood, so it's hard (laughs) to see things out there. No, it's dark. There's not streetlights. It's a dark neighborhood. And I was get yourself out a lantern. They have them at like TJ Maxx. I was out. To, that would only make me they look provide more like style, an old man. style and function. If I had a lantern, I'd look even more like the curmudgeonly <laughs> old man that doesn't know how to do a <laughs> podcast than I already do. <laughs> but no, I was outside. I think I was on sticker on. I th- yeah, I did. Vote. <laughs> I uh, did my civic duty. Um, 
I, I was I was outside. I was on the phone with my buddy, and again, it was dark out, and I could see uh, the house across the street is white, and you could see a flash of black go back and forth across it, and it was relatively big. Like pterodactyl I, size? Oh, easily pterodactyl yeah. size. I mean, I've got bats, and I've got stuff in my neighborhood, and, and you know, I mean, I'm <laughs> used to all that, but this particular thing I wasn't used to. I was standing there, and then all of a sudden, right at eye level, at head height, an owl is coming straight at me, with its wings spread, and I don't oh know if God. you've ever seen an owl. Like no, they're, they're ginormous. Yeah, and and they do have like a big wing spread. Oh yeah, it was it was the largest thing. Just Ooh. I was, f- and it and it buzzed the tower, and it went over my head, <laughs> and I I freaked out on the phone, and my buddy was laughing his butt off, and I went inside and I told him what had happened, and they wouldn't stop laughing about it, and then the next morning is what really iced the cake for him. What was I made them their blanket waffles <laughs> and um, put it on cartoons. Again, they were, they were probably 8 and 10, 10 yeah. and 12 at the time. I don't remember. Um, put it on cartoons and it happened to be a Scooby-Doo. And I was like, sweet, old cartoons, love this stuff. The ghost thing was this huge owl, glowing owl, and they just would not get over to this day. <laughs> they think that I'm frightened of owls. No, I'm frightened of huge... Predatory dive birds dive-bombing my face yeah. in the middle. Because I couldn't see it until it was like maybe 10 feet away from me because it was so dark. Yeah. And then it just appeared out of blackness and then went away. Yeah, it was it was the creepiest thing. I'd you know, you really could have <sighs> taken the old man thing up a notch if you had gotten a broom out and just like sort of swinging it, erag- it erratically. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it. Well, I was wearing my overalls at the time. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to surprise you with something, and okay. I'm going to see if you can just give me a little, a little quick tip. So okay. um, my friend Rob Gimme here um, is now working at Lexus in the Quad mm-hmm. Cities. Mm-hmm. And so what I want you to do, can you give us like a little insider knowledge on like how to buy a car? Because I think how to buy a car and how to service a car is like one of like the biggest like fears no. Sometimes ladies have for sure. So do you, do you have any like pro tips or like I my, mean my 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 pro as far as servicing a car honestly uh don't wait just do it you know I mean uh you know oil changes last a little longer now tire rotation stuff everything lasts a little bit longer things better made but um don't slough off on it because you don't think you have time or you know, I know a money situation is tough sometimes. Well, it's one of those things where you go in for the oil change and mm-hmm. then they give you that brochure they where, you they, the, where they mm-hmm. tell you you need 75 other things mm-hmm. and then you end up calling your dad because you have no mm-hmm. idea what's happening and you just, feel pressure. Just be very blunt and honest with the, the those are called service riders. Yeah. Just be very blunt and honest with them and say, look, I don't have it. What do I have to get done right yeah. now? What is going to keep my car running okay right now? Just be very open and honest with them and... For the most part, the people I work with especially uh, will be very honest right back at you. Why do they always want to change my cabin air filter? Because it's dirty. Yeah, right. It's always dirty. I feel like that's such a scam, the the cabin air filter. I I don't know. What a lie. Yeah, they're always dirty, though. I mean, but, like, it's not like I'm driving through, like, the smoke. Or yeah, something. you're you're not you're not driving the Highlander like down into a mine to bring exactly. the miners back out in the cabin air filter. <laughs> right. No, I get it. It's just one of those things that I mean because it's my guess would be because it's a smaller charge. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those think, like things you can think, tack on. Oh, twenty five bucks. Okay. Yeah. 
but, it's a scam. But just remember that, you know, when they bring it up to you like the third or fourth time, maybe give in at that point and be like, okay. Well, the thing is, is they've never told me that my air filter or, looked like a dream. Or you know as, what I mean? Like no. just one time, tell me that it looks great and mm-hmm. then I'll believe you the next time. That's the thing. Ask for, ask for <laughs> pictures. Honestly. <laughs> really? Can you do that? Ask for pictures. Wow. Just say, well, can, can you show me? Can, you, can you see how? Will and, you get a reputation? Will I get a reputation? No, will for, will me, the driver, get a reputation no. as being the picture Karen lady? Oh, we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> Karen make, who wants to see the manager. We'll make fun of you five <laughs> minutes after you leave. <laughs> oh, that lady. Here she comes again. To, uh, I mean, but who cares? You're, you're, you're watching out for yeah. you, and you're watching out. That's, you know, where it, where it belongs. Okay, as how about buying a car? Buying a car. Buying a car, the same thing. I think be absolutely honest and upfront. Um, I can tell you that one of the reasons I'm enjoying the work that I do now is that uh, I don't make commission. Um, you know what? That might be something you ask the person. Ask them how they get paid. Yeah. Do you make commission or are you on a, a different kind of system? Yeah. Because I think people, when, when I tell them that I don't make commission, I think that lets their guard down a little bit. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter to me whether you buy this car or that car for that price or whatever. Um, it's I'm not like a dollar for dollar thing. No, I'm just here to find you something that fits you and fits your budget yeah. and, and all that stuff. Know your budget when you go in there, but know that you might have to change it a little bit. You know, I mean, I think we all, when we all go, and again, being the father of, of two boys, I felt like I've been car shopping for the last like six years of my life. <laughs> you honestly have. <laughs> I really have. <laughs> And, and now, now that I'm on the other side of it, you know, I feel like I, one of the things I like is that I feel like I'm more of a, a glorified shopper for you. Tell me what you want. I'll see what I can find you. Yeah. And then let's see if we can make it work. You're a personal and shopper. Then, and then uh, in a way. Yeah. And then when you say, no, that's too much money, then I can tell you, okay, well then these features that you wanted, which ones of them are you willing to give up? To get to the money that you need to be. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, with any business, they're there to make money. But the Wild West days that, like, your dad yeah. is going to warn you about, and my dad would warn me about, and stuff like that, those days are, are gone. Yeah, the greasy of, car salesman who's trying yeah, to trying the, to pump old, you forever. Yeah, the old tricks where they, you know, I heard guys who've been in the business long enough that will talk about people that would literally... Um, you're driving through the lot and they'll point at something on the ground to get you to stop. And then they'll keep screws in their pocket. And when you stop, they'll be like, oh, and they'll pull it out and they'll say, you almost ran over this. Boy, good thing. Hey, what do you want to do to just to get you to stop? Oh, wow. Yeah, there were the, but we just don't do that anymore. Y- yeah. At least good I Lord. don't. And nobody that I, well, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, there were, you know, because the, the name of the game is to make a sale. The name yeah. of the game is to... But it's also to make sure that you keep people happy. And I mean, that's how you keep, that's how you get a good reputation. That's how you get people coming back. The biggest thing is, is do your research before you go. You know, I mean, the internet's there for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just to watch cat videos or um, anything. You know, do your research. Yeah, find so, out what, like, so find how out do you, you know um, if you're going to get a good deal? I mean, are there better times of the, of the month or of... Honestly, I mean, it, it really just, I mean, that comes back to like fitting your schedule. Yeah. You know, I could tell you, you know, at the beginning of the month, there are going to be a lot of managers or, or finance people that will be more flexible because, you know, they want to get that first couple sales the under their rolling. belt and get the ball rolling and, and we'll make up for that later in the month. And then there are people who will tell you that at the end of the month, you know, oh, geez, the, the you know, the, the sales numbers aren't quite where they should be. So we'll just cut the bones out of this just to try to get another one on the board. People can tell you, you know, whatever you want. Um 
making sure you get a good deal is just all about you know doing your research ahead of time and 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 knowing what you can live with it with and without mm-hmm. and and the biggest thing i can tell you honestly is do not fall victim to the commercials or some of the other advertising because like you'll see commercials again i'm at lexus mm-hmm. you'll see commercials like during the weekend now um during sports events and stuff you see a lot of them yeah where it's you know you can lease a new car for so much a month and so you the, there's fine print on those ads for a reason most of the time those cars are baseline you know in our area front wheel drive only no amenity you know uh for leasing like 10,000 miles or less you know i mean that you know that's that's one of those things that says hey there's this sale come in and look at them but you're not going to get that price. Yeah. So that's what I mean so about doing your research. So doesn't that frustrate customers, though? It does. You it know? does. So like, doesn't that hurt you guys in the long run to do it that Sometimes way? Sometimes it does. But I mean, honestly, if... if I know. I'm if, not talking to like Jack Lexus himself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like questioning you about your business. But no, when, when, you, when you're up front and you tell them about that stuff, they yeah. usually understand. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a sale price. You know, I mean, you, you see that stuff all the time, especially this time of year, you know, they, they put out the, the, the doorbuster deal, so to speak. And, you know, let's say it's on a TV and the, well, they only had, they only ordered 15 of those TVs. Yeah. But now that they got you here, we're going to sell you this other TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, is that underhanded? I don't know. I mean, I think that's what people should expect. And that's why I'm saying it, you know, expect when you go in, you know, you're not going to get that, that, you know, $50,000 car for 300 bucks a month, which is what you're paying for your Corolla or whatever. Yeah. You're, you know, it's a $50,000 car. You're going to be paying a little bit more than what you're paying. Now. Yeah. You just need to expect that. Yeah. So just, uh, that's why I say, just do your research. Yeah. Do your research and, and ask all the questions. Yeah. You know, because that's what I have to provide at my job every day is, and that's what I like about doing it is I, I provide the information right in front of you. This is, this is what your trade-in's worth. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get more out of you. This is what our car's worth. This is what, you know, you're going to pay for it. I mean, if, if you... If you just go in there and, and just be confident and, and, and just, uh, you know, th- there's no reason to slam your foot down and ask for a manager like, you know, you were just saying. But <laughs> if you just if you just patient and just ask for, you know, some sort of documentation that backs up what that person's saying. You talked about the cabin out of Frealty. You know, well, can you show me something that says, like, how often those should be changed or, you know, what will happen if I, you know, leave it and it, you know, I mean... You just ask them, for the most part, they'll either show you, mm-hmm. and then you can make an informed decision then, or they'll back off because, like you said, you think it's a scam. I mean, yeah. It's just the way it is. I, you know, again, I think there's nothing wrong with asking questions and just kind of getting, getting the answer. I mean, they may not be the answers you want sometimes. Right. But at least you know you're getting the answers. Yeah. I think, like, I recently got a new car, and I think the biggest thing was, like, feeling like the other person at the other side of the table was honest with you. Right. You know what I mean? It's not right. necessarily, you know, a nickel and diming, saving five, ten dollars It's more like, are you honest with me about what the, mm-hmm. you know, what you're offering? And I'll be honest with you about what I can afford. Right. You know? Right. Well, because that's the way a lot of it really comes down to is a lot of people go in, you know, this is the insider thing that I'll I'll let you know. Most people, myself included, all the time I shop for cars. You got to remember the guy sitting across from you um, probably bought cars for a lot longer than he's been selling them. Yeah. In my case, obviously, that's yeah. a huge truth. But um, 
one thing that, that people, you go in with uh, a kitchen table budget in mind, is what, is what they call it, kitchen table budget. So you saw the ad in, online or in the paper that says, no money down for this much a month for blah, 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 blah. So you go in and you say, all right, sweet, I'm going to get that car with no money. Down. And well, then you find out maybe, you know, that particular car with maybe your credit score or with your trade-in or some other factor. Well, no, you can't get it with no money down. Right. That, that's not a swindle thing. I mean, is it a bit of a bait and switch? What it really comes down to is if, if you decide I can only pay $300 a month for a car. Well, that's fine, but if we find the car that has everything that you want, and it's going to be three twenty, are you going to walk away from it, or are you going to realize right. that maybe you can figure out a way to get that twenty dollars to work? That's where I mean, y you shoot yourself in the foot just as much as you know going in guarded and everything and saying no, I have to have it for three hundred dollars a month. But if you fall in love with a car, I mean, let's get right down to it. No car is a good investment. I mean, no. unless you're buying a vintage. Mustang or, you know, something that's going to appreciate. Right. Everything about a car, it's going to depreciate quickly. I mean, you know, the, and there are ways around that, too. You can do, if you've got the means and you've got the, you know, leasing is obviously a great option. You know, but if, if you need to get a used car, make sure, you, you know, maybe maybe try to find one that's been certified. You know, that's only a couple years old. And then you're taking some of that depreciation off the table. But you're still getting a new car. But you're still getting car. a new car. Mm -hmm. and, and realize also another big thing is, is that, again, like your dad would say, my dad would say, you know, when I shopped for cars when I was 15, 16 years old, anything that was anywhere near 100,000 miles was just don't even exactly. just run away. Run away. You have to realize nowadays a lot of cars will make it a lot longer than that. Mm -hmm. And I could tow the, Texas, the Lexus line. And tell you that, you know, theirs will last forever, but I've seen it yeah. already. I've seen a car come in with 289,000 miles. Wow. And one of our managers bought it for his daughter to drive <gasps> from here to Makokata because he was so, I put, I could have put a post-it note over the miles and you wouldn't have guessed it within 50. No kidding. Within 50. Wow. So your dad is going to give you great advice, obviously, but it's a whole new world. And yeah. do a lot of the research yourself. I mean, that's why it's out there. Yeah. Go to Kelly Blue Book, go to Forbes, you know, make sure you're reading the right things, though. Because if you go to Kelly Blue Book, for instance, and you look up your trade, what's my trade worth? Mm -hmm. Almost everybody is going to put their car in either excellent very good condition. or excellent condition. Top notch. Uh, no offense, there's nothing. Very good is very rare. Yeah. Very good, I think there's like 16%. Oh, wow. Good is like 54%. You got to realize that, you know, unless you have like, brand new tires and it's got a showroom shine on the inside and out it is not mm -mm. excellent and <laughs> probably not very good <laughs> just make sure you're reading the right thing yeah. because people oftentimes I've, I've run into it three or four times where people well i looked it up on kelly blue book and it said it was fifteen thousand dollars and then i pulled it up on my screen and i don't like to make the person sitting there feel like an idiot but i pulled it up on my screen and i'm like well what you were looking at was the retail price of it if it was in very good condition. I'm offering you this because we got to do this and we got to do that. And yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still a game, but you got to realize those people are making, we're all human. Yeah. We're not trying to, we're just trying to make livings too. <laughs> um, tell people where they can find you for all their car purchasing needs. You come to Lexus of the Quad Cities on Kimberly Road 101, West Kimberly Road, and ask for the dragon. Ask for the dragon. And I might even tell you why they call me the dragon. <laughs>
Um, Gimme, thank you so much for coming. I um, feel like I got a whole bunch of mirror time in one that big was, chunk. So I feel really I good about this. That was why I did I was surprised we didn't do it by the mirror. Because usually we had I some know. of our best conversations by the some mirror. Some of our best ones. Yeah. My favorite problem that we have ever solved is hands down the Taco Bell Absolutely. side dish I, that's problem. That's exactly what mm -hmm. I was going to say. Yeah. There's, there's soft, soft or hard tacos at Taco right? Bell are the side dish people. They are the sides. Yeah. yeah. So you get a chalupa. That's mm -hmm. your main dish. That's your, that's yeah. your cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. But they don't have the fries option. No. So that's where you go for the soft shell or the hard shell. That's the side. That's the side. And in no other place and in no other food industry <laughs> would you get like a, a Big Mac with a side of cheeseburger. That's right. No. <laughs> No, you, you wouldn't do that. Or you wouldn't go to McDonald's, for instance, and get three orders of fries. No, you never would do that. But That'd you be can do stupid. that at Taco Bell. But you, you can, can get, get three tacos. Three tacos. And a probably weirdo. a Crunchwrap Supreme. Oh, definitely a Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> I haven't even eaten yet. So, Ooh. One of my favorite things that we solved, mm -hmm. you talked about the cabin air filter being a scam. Yes. Is the scam that, that you and I took down. Took down. Is the is the super saver card or balance whatever. rewards balance rewards oh <laughs> oh I we can both get, hate walgreens i can get i can get shaving cream for like 30 cents if i have the balance rewards the card. balance rewards card oh i'm sorry you don't have our special oh card Ooh. oh i'm Peasant. sorry we're gonna have to yeah <laughs> we have to charge you triple for that oh yeah we're so sorry yeah you sh you're sure you didn't want to sign up for one today yeah no i don't it'll only take a second and if you We're just going to have to check your credit score, and MBD. If, and if you forget your card, you can just tell us your phone number. Yeah. And nope. get a million. Yeah. But nope. you know, But you know what I have now? What? I have a quick quick rewards, because that's where we get gas for the dealership. But here's the thing. It's not that I'm against reward programs. I'm just against all the stores having all the rewards programs. Right. At some point, I just want to be a regular customer. And stuff that you can only exclusively get if you have the rewards program. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Come in and get the greatest thing ever that you've been needing for the longest time mm -hmm. if you have a rewards card. If you don't, just don't even come to our no, store. No, don't show up. Yeah. And I don't. See, How about that? Are, these, Kaboom. These are, the, these are just two of the many huge issues that we've taken down. So if you have time. a topic you want us to uh, yeah, to I'll approach come back because logically, we could, we could murder insanely. some stuff here. We could just <laughs> take it all. Um, Rob Gimme, <laughs> you are a delight, and I'm so glad that you came to do the On a Mother Level podcast. Do you feel more comfortable with the concept of a podcast now? I feel very much more comfortable. Good. I'm still going to have to have somebody explain to me how I get it downloaded, okay. but I'll, I feel much more comfortable. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Follow me on Instagram at Denise WQAD. Rob Gimme is at Lexus of the Quad Cities, your personal car shopper. Thanks for listening to On a Mother Level from the Tribune Audio Network. Tribune Audio Network.